Hello, world. Welcome back to Golf Subpar, or I should say, hola, ladies. Mm. Oh, bonjour, senor Greve. Good to be with you. I'm in Mexico. <laughs> You're over in Paris, France. Uh, how's things going? How, how, do, how are the French treating you? Oh, my God, dude. It's been spectacular. We just wrapped up the second annual Bridges Cup. My first time being a part of it over here at Layboard Golf Club outside of Paris. Now in the great city of Paris, France, called... Um, Format, th uh, four rounds, 36 holes a day, three days, uh, three rounds of best ball, one day of alternate shot, 12 Americans, mid-ams against 12 European mid-ams. Colt, you'd love this event, but it's dudes, it's bros, you're competing, you want to rip each other's throats off, and then at the end of the day, you all gather around, you have a few drinks, some pops, some great, great dudes on the European side from a bunch of different countries, a bunch of great golf courses. Uh, Royal County Downs, ever heard of it? That's in Ireland. Ever been there? Yeah. Yeah. That's Europe. That's Europe. Yeah. You ever played a little event there? A little event. A little event. Did okay yeah. there, actually. You know what it's like competing on foreign soil. By the way, the guy that I played with from there, great dude. Um, was that your Walker Cup there, by the way? Great dude. Huh? Very close friends with Shane Lowry and with Roy McIlroy as well. He was spectacular. The whole European team was awesome. Met a lot of great people. Man, we had a hell of a time. The Americans showed up. Colt, you know what it's like? It ain't easy winter on European soil. We got it done. We paved the way for the boys coming to Rome a little later this year. But, man, hell of an event. Had a great time. Fun to play some competitive golf again. And uh, now I got a few days in Paris to see the sights. There's some protests going on outside, so that's pretty sweet. Shit's getting real out here in Paris, so uh, pray for me. But uh, God willing, we're coming back. You got your Spanish tuned up. Hola. Heard that. How was it down in Mexico? It was great. By the way, I should have informed you before you went over there. I took three years of French in high school. Um, I know absolutely nothing except I believe je me touche means I touch myself, which also could go into self-suck. So that could you... be useful. Run that by me one more time. Je me touche. Je me touche. I'm just going to say that a lot of places. I'm actually, dude, we're going to Moulin Rouge tonight, which is supposedly some sort of risque little situation over here. So I might need that term a little later if you're with me. <laughs> uh, but it was good. It was great down here in Mexico. The Mexico Open at Vedanta. Listen, the field was not very strong. Eight of the top 100, but the big dogs showed up. John Rahm, two and a half to one favorite, goes out, shoots 61 on Saturday. Could have been a 59, but Tony Finau from the jump was in control. Absolutely put on a fantastic performance. His coach, Boyd Summerhays, told me on Friday, he goes, I could just see this coming this weekend at practice. Uh, he looked great. I feel great. He's about to go on a heater. Wouldn't be surprised if he wins this week. I'm like, hey, bud, maybe how about a little uh, – how about you tell yeah. me this before the tournament starts? Hello. We do like to fire on this, as you know, Boyd. A little, little tip, of the, tip of the hand would be nice. But we had it set up beautifully. The final grouping, Tony Fino had a two-shot lead over world number one John Rahm and Akshay Batia, the young 21-year-old that was just on subpar. Uh, the tournament couldn't have asked for a better final grouping. Brandon Wu made a charge in there as well. But at the end of the day, Tony Finau went bogey-free, just put on an absolute clinic, uh, 24 under par, wins by four. Uh, his sixth PGA Tour victory, not one bit surprised. Yeah, he's finally getting to shed that label of, like, great player, can't close. He's got he's up to six now. Do it against John Rahm in the final group, head-to-head -head with him. I'm sure John Rahm, you know, is a little gas still from the Masters, but he shows up when he gets on property, Colt, like, you get the best John Rahm every single week. To do that, that's got to be a huge confidence builder. 
uh, for Tony going forward. And yeah, the chalk, a good week to bet chalk if you're a gambler out there. Tony and Rom, I mean, damn, uh, you know, those two guys showing up in the finals. And then Akshay quickly adapting to this uh, tour life as well. So fun to see him. I didn't get to see any of it, but uh, I heard about that damn near 50 or 59 opportunity, I guess, from Rom. What did he catch a bat? He flew it into a bunker and it just killed it and he had to pitch out with a wedge or something like that? Yeah, he had the Eagle 18 to shoot 59, which it's very gettable. But uh, yeah, he flew it in the left fairway bunker and actually plugged under the lip and had to punch out sideways, had eight iron in for his third. But it was it was something special. I think he made three putts over 25 feet long. Um, meanwhile, Tony Finau just put on a ball striking clinic on, I followed his group on Saturday and Sunday. On Saturday, he shoot 65 and the longest putt he made was four feet, three inches. Nice. That's <laughs> yeah. fun. That sucks and is also very fun at the same time. But it was cool to see those guys battle it out. Obviously, great friends. Um, John gave him a big hug after he won. Tony had the whole family down here. Tony afterwards picks up the W, just four days of exhausting golf. What's he do last night? He's at the par three course here at Vedanta with all his kids, catting for them, playing golf. He's just he's one of the best dudes in the world. Yeah, that's really cool. And to do it against, like I said, John Rahm, who's one of his closest friends on the PGA Tour. They travel together. They do it all. That's a huge shot of confidence for Tony going forward. And, um, yeah, if that putter just ever cooperates somewhat at some of these major championships, man, look out because Tita Green is, is special. Yeah, good timing. I mean, we're two weeks away from the PGA Championship. Good to see Tony rounding into form. But I will have to say, another guy that's going to be at the PGA Championship, I'm currently in a little back and forth with on Twitter, trying to get him to come on the show and discuss things. But Phil Mickelson, who has told both of us over the years that he would love to come on subpar at some point. Obviously, things have changed a little bit with live golf and everything. But um, someone recently on Twitter said that half the world's best golfers play on live. And I simply just said, would you please list those for me? Okay. Well, that started a whole shit storm of that. I'm hating all over live again, which I was just asking a simple question. Never got an answer. Well, all of a sudden here comes Mr. Mickelson chiming in about the world rankings and all of this. We're going back and forth on it. And I said, Hey, we happen to have a little show. You don't live too far away. Happy to get on a plane. Come we sit down. Said, no, thanks. I like it better on Twitter. I'm like, come on, buddy. Greg will sign your permission slip. Come join us. We'll, uh, we'll have a good time on subpar. So I'm still working at it as we speak, Sleaze. I'll let you know. All right. And we've had Greg on as well. So the water's warm over here. We can hash it out. Who are, um, and I feel like I'd be a great, I don't want to call it mediator, but I could be a great kind of, you know, intermediary, I guess, between the two of y'all going back and forth. Because there's things I like about Lyft. There's things I don't. I try to just be fair on both sides and say when it's great. For instance, that event they just had in Australia looked incredible. Looked like exactly what Live Golf wants Live Golf to be. Um, I think there's some things with the World Golf rankings that are unfair. I think there's also some things that the Live Golf guys should come to terms with. And being that we're joining this tour, we knew what we were getting into, right? So I think there's a lot of things there to unpack. I would love to have Phil on. Always, you know, been a been a big Phil fan, regardless of what's going on out there. So I would welcome that. And Phil, we've talked, but yes, please take us up on this uh, invitation. We'd love to have you, brother. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. Um, so is our guest this week. This man, uh, a little different lifestyle than most of our guests we have on. He's a professional gambler, professional poker player, two-time finalist at the World Series of Poker final table, uh, one of the most feared cash players in all the world, and loves to play some golf, has some incredible gambling stories. Let's get to our guy, Ben Lamb, on Golf Subpar. All right, folks, for our golf fans out there, you may never have heard of this man, but I guarantee you're going to love him. He's one of the best poker players on planet Earth. What, 2011 World Series Poker Player of the Year, avid golfer, 
possibly the reason why Tiger Woods may never come back to the Genesis ever again, but we got him here today. Ben Lamb in the house. Bimba, how are we, buddy? I'm doing good. Doing good. Just came back from Cabo. Been there for you look four tan. days. Yeah, well, I don't know if that's right, good. but maybe a little bit more than when I went down there. You're solid. Bro. You look fantastic, as always. You do it too, buddy. Let's, I think uh, you look great. We got to start with the Tiger story, because that's the You want to start with Tiger? We got to. Right I just teed it up like that. We got to talk about that's it. That's fair. You... um. Give us the brief version of how you ended up playing in the Genesis Pro-Am with the one and only Tiger Woods. Yes, the super brief uh, version is a buddy of mine won it in the like charity poker tournament. Tiger Jam. Yeah, and he shoots about 230, roughly. Solid. So he was trying to sell it. It's not really transferable. And uh, and, and so I, I snuck in there and, and got the transfer because I had a, a relationship with the Tiger Jam before. Well, so you, you could say how he owed you money. Like, that's... <laughs> he owed you a little debt. He may have owed me some money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's okay, fine. So, anyways, so you slide into the spot and you get to play with Tiger at yeah. Riv. Yeah, bucket what, first, bucket did you teed off at like dawn? I, I've never teed off at six thirty a.m. Like the sun was coming up. Yeah. Like as we were teeing off. Yeah. And freezing balls. Thirty-eight degrees, forty mile per hour winds, and uh, yeah, I had no chance to. That's and you had some. Uh, you had some side bets with some buddies out there. Yeah, buddy of mine, Trevor Pope. I, I had a ten thousand uh, dollar bet, and if I made one birdie, I'd get four thousand back. If I made another birdie, I'd get eight thousand back. And then everybody after that would be sixteen thousand. Uh, I mean, how do no, we do? I made no birdies. <laughs> well, uh, you have to birdie if you don't. He and I, I think we're talking about on it was the radio. Because forty we left to right on like one, shot by shot. Yeah, it was like one, if he doesn't get one, it's stress. It was one forty left left right on one. So like, there's no way my ball was gonna end up in those trees right. So I had to like pitch out, whatever. I didn't get up and down. So it's hard after that. Your buddy Shane Sigsby, who caddy for nine of the holes, mm. documented it rather nicely. Oh my yeah, god, some of your highlights, he did, yeah. some of your lowlights. Uh, <laughs> he claims you shot sixty three on the front nine. You know, it's probably not too far off. Uh, you know, I'm not a great golfer, but not very many 63s in my uh, on my front nines. But hard conditions, I don't know. Tiger effect is real. How yeah. was it, though? Seriously. Because, I mean, like, look, there's three people sitting at this table. One of us has played with Tiger, and it's not mere sleaze. Well, uh, Although dude, I think he's awesome, asking man. for that pairing. Yeah, so, it, I think so too. You, yeah. you, mentioned, he mention you, mentioned, you mentioned you, he not mention Cole. Mentioned you. Yeah, yeah, he's been asking yeah. me. I just been busy. Uh, dude is awesome, man. Like he he was so nice. He he was engaging and he was asking me questions. He, I guess he plays a little bit of poker. He says he plays poker on his boat in the Bahamas. Uh, I bet it's a big boat. I said, "Can I get in?" He's like, "Oh no no no, you can't get in that game." <laughs> it's like I'll come down and play. But he tried to. Yeah. I saw in the videos he tried to help you a little bit. Yeah, he was giving me some reads. I mean, he knew about my bet. He wanted me to win my bet. He was giving me some reads. He gave me. He did. Yeah, that's he, cool. It was awesome. His reads were perfect. Uh, I left both putts that he gave me. My my two like easily makeable birdie putts. I had like twelve foot and eight foot. I left like a couple rotations short on both of them. Did to you guys fair, like? You got, I mean, you had the worst conditions possible. I mean, dude, Riviera is a monster, anyways. I mean, it was blowing infinite. Yeah, it's freezing and blowing. Tough a course. You know, I'm a seven or eight index, and so that with forty mile per hour winds, six thirty a.m. cold. It wasn't going to be a pretty round. He loves like you know like he's a poker guy like he told you. I've had some buddies from other sports who have played with them, professional athletes, and they're like, he said they like pepper him with questions about like working out because obviously he's a workout mm. fiend, right? But he loves poker. Was he like picking your brain? I'm sure you wanted to ask him a ton of golf questions. He probably want to ask you a bunch of poker he, questions. He did, yeah. Like about whole five or six, he kind of livened up and he asked me some questions about poker, but like we talked about how poker had evolved and there's some similarities between that and golf, um, you know, with all the new software and nerdy stuff that won't really interest your viewers but it has evolved a ton uh, like golf has as well in the last you know 15 or 20 years that's, that's sick that's, that's still sweet you I mean, got yeah, a good you got picture 18 holes with tiger woods yeah dude now your awesome, best friends yeah. 
Yeah. Y'all were all bundled up. You look cute. You wore your red pants, by the way. I saw red pants, uh, black shirt. I had to wear the red pants. The, I, thought, I, thought, the goat. I thought red shirt was a little much, you that know, especially because I knew I was going to shoot 100. So the red pants, you know, you got to do that at least. Everyone that plays with Tiger, pro or not, is going to do something that's probably embarrassing. Like you're in front of the guy that you've been watching for forever. Give me the, the, the low light shot, of the yeah, day because we yeah. got one on Instagram courtesy of Shane. <laughs> yeah, no, I no. couldn't. I, I, we I were banged. going live on air. I was like, dude, time, time. Don't, I, I don't, banged electrical box Don't hard. ask me anything. I mean, uh, I think it's number six, the one before the par three with the, the five. Five, yeah. 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 So he hits a two iron off the tee 40 yards behind me and. I said, well, should I hit driver? He says, can you draw a three-wood? I said, yeah, of course I can draw a three-wood. <laughs> of course. I'm Jen 60 Lamb. on the front. I do whatever I, I want. did. <laughs> well, at this point, I'd hit some decent shots. Anyways, I duck-hooked it. And he, uh, he's like, oh, when, when hit that one? No problem. Duck-hooked it in the left trees. And there's an electric box, which I didn't see. I had a hybrid, and I was kind of going up and through these trees to the right. The shot was pretty impossible. But I'm trying to make birdies, you know, so I'm going to go for it. And uh, I didn't see the electric box until I heard it. And, and it was loud, and it hit hard, and it went like, all the way back behind like the 30 people in the fairway with the cameras and all his people and whatever. My brother just looked down, he was, he was catting me on the front. No, my brother was, he just looked down and shook his head. He said, what do you want to do? I said, go pick up that fucking ball. <laughs> Don't look at me. Don't, Don't look talk at me. To me. We're done with this hole. <laughs> I'm going to the next tee box where I, where I topped an eight iron. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I got to get out of this nightmare. Give me the eight iron. Top. So after that, all I said, all right, Shane, you're on the bag. I fired my brother. Oh, nice. Blamed him yeah, for the electrical box. Well, of course. You're yeah. a real pro. He should have told me that electrical box. Exactly. Thing. You're a real pro. You had a bad shot. Yeah, you're done. Caddy, caddy, yeah, grab your shit. And after that, I actually, I really just wanted Shane to put the camera down. So if he had to carry no. the bag, he couldn't, you know, film this stuff. And I had a little come to Jesus moment. I was like, if I continue to shank every golf ball for 18 holes, this is going to be whole. I had, to, I got to hit some good shots, yeah. you know. And I played all right, kind of back after nine. that. Yeah, I played all right. Back then you got all right. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I got it around pretty nice. Somewhere, somewhere in the 40s, not the 60s, at least. Uh, you know, with it blowing hard, I hit some good shots. Yeah. You played Tiger. You got a picture with your arm around him. Who cares? Yeah. And your best friends. Yeah. He's probably showing that picture tonight to somebody. He's probably like, I played with yeah. Ben Lamb. He can't wait for this. You know what I mean? You used to always call Sleaze your best friend. I mean, now you're you're getting no, 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 my favorite person in the world. It's different, but but he favorite could, person in the world for sure. I'll take that. I love the nice we've had. I love you. Yeah, dude, talk to me. Do either of y'all remember any of them? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have some video evidence yeah. of one that we yeah. just sparked up there. Yeah, I, hope, uh, I hope you show that. Video. Yeah, that's right. in the vault. That's we're, in the vault. We're gonna get into some incredible high stakes gambling golf stories, but we got to talk a little poker because it's not your normal everyday job. And I, I want to know, like, how did you get started in this? What made you want to get started in it? And what the hell was your parents' reaction when you're saying, I'm dropping out of college and I'm going to play poker for a living? Well, so that's the funniest part that's is, good. like, so when I dropped out of college, I had, like, eight or 9,000 in my name. like Plenty. Well, I thought I was a billionaire, basically. You know, like, I was like, these, you know, the teachers are making 100K. I got 9,000 in my pocket. Like, I'm going to be a poker player. I didn't know if I, like, was going to, like, continue on that path, but, like, thought I could make some money and figure it out and whatever. I, college wasn't for me. I didn't like college. And so I just packed my stuff up. I had like, I had all this work to do and, and I just opened my laptop. I started to work on it. And then I just closed my laptop, packed my stuff up and drove home. Just kind of showed up at my parents' house and, you know, tell them six and a half hours from San Antonio to Tulsa. And the first thing my dad said, like maybe the third thing my dad said was like, well, what'd you do with your books? I said, I, said, I gave him back to the, you know, the store. He goes, you sell them? He goes, yeah. He goes, they're my fucking books. $2,200 of my $9,000 bankroll gone. Oh, wow. Took Respect. That money. That's nice. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty nice. That's yeah. nice. So I, I lost that money in, in the first few weeks. Got a job, got a job dealing at the casino, local casino, dealing poker. And four or five months later, quit that and kind of came out to Vegas after that. So you just packed it up and said, "I'm moving to Vegas." Yeah, when I was about, uh, I came out here for the World Series, Vegas. When We're in was, Scottsdale. 
21 for the it's World close. Series of Poker, and, and I stayed after that. I had a decent year, decent summer, made some money, had a you know maybe hundred hundred fifty thousand dollar bankroll, got an apartment, got a roommate, and uh, you know and you've been out there since uh, that's sixteen years ago now. So do you turn pro in poker like you turn pro in golf? Because basically you could turn pro in golf tomorrow and just say, I'm signing up for a local jick and I'm going to play for some money. If you cash a check, there's, boom, there's, you're a pro. Is that like how you do a, it in poker? a committee or like a, you know, whatever. Like, like a draft, you know, yeah. I think a pro poker player is just someone who makes money playing poker. Like some of the most successful poker players are like lawyers and businessmen who just get to play with other players that are much worse than them. Like they would not win on like a tough game, but they play against, you know, they're, they're a seven handicap poker player playing against 20s. That's Whereas I have to play against, you know, a lot of pluses. And and so, the, you know, the stakes are gigantic in those games. And people are winning and losing hundreds of millions of dollars sometimes. Like, crazy stuff happens. Damn. Games I have no, I would have no access to. They're not going to let me play. How did, all right, so you get in, you're, you're, you drop out of college, like, boom, I'm going to play poker. Were you a, a, what makes the best poker player, I guess? Like, you got to know the odds, right? Mm -hmm. Like, math, I feel like, is a big part of it. But people can learn that. That's an attainable skill, right? But then there's, like, the reading of the people. Like, wh why did you think I can be you know, one of the best poker players in the world. What's your, what's your superpower? Uh, I, I think, I think my, I don't like, think he's going to tell us. Well, no, how do I'll I do it? Like, what am I thinking right now? No, I'm kidding. Go. <laughs> You're thinking about getting another drink. Um, You're amazing. One, one of the things that I think I'm good at is like kind of reading people like, you know, poker is just like basically lying. Like I'm, I, when I have a good hand, I want you to think I have a bad hand. All, all of the ways I interact with my chips, how I put them in, how I look at my cards, how I look at you. Do I take a swallow? Like all this stuff. Uh, you know, is going to give you information and I might try to mislead you. Uh, very easy example, like 10, 15 years ago, like when, when like at the very most basic is when someone had a good hand, they would act super uninterested. They like look at the TV and watch the TV, you know, they're playing a big pot and they're like, well, you know, I don't care what I'm doing here. And so then like, I was like, well, I'm just going to do that when I have, you know, bullshit, when I have nothing. And it worked. And then people caught on to that stuff. And now it's like, you know, a, a leveling war and it's become more like psychological. But I, I think that's like my main thing that i'm really good at is is just like reading people and 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 kind of fucking with their mind and can i say can i, say, can I cuss yeah, this no thing? it's it okay. yeah whatever you Subpar, want bud. do whatever you want all right i've been lamb okay anyways i think i'm good at that aspect of it the, the math part is you know you have to be somewhat mathematically inclined but it's not like it's not as hard as you may think it is like it's it's some rote memory and uh and then from there some intuition um obviously there's you can get better at it but that part's not particularly hard and then there's a, a new push in the last 10 years to uh with you know kind of solving the game theory of poker the the, the trees and whatever and, and that's very difficult it takes a lot of studying something i have not spent a whole lot of time on the last 10 years um and so they're too busy playing golf with tiger woods yeah i know right yeah well we have our normal sunday game now so that's good yeah yeah um i mean like when was your you, you mentioned you had nine thousand in your bank account you thought you were rich and then you your books got taken away. What was the first big tournament you won? You're like, damn, I got some, I actually got some cash now. So I won a tournament in Oklahoma right before I moved out for like 50,000 or something. And I probably had 20 before that. So like that was a huge increase in my bankroll. And then went to Vegas, had a good summer, won, I don't know, maybe 150, 200,000. You know, I was 21. Uh, That's that when we met. Uh, yeah, that was, a, we, we didn't meet during the summer. We met right out in the fall. Yes. Right after that. So we fall met 2007, never forget when it. you slept on my floor. <laughs> Here we go. Here we in the, go. In a little cot. Yeah. You're so it. cute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, through a mutual friend, Brent Hill. And, uh, and I didn't know you, but, but my brand said, Hey, we didn't have a bunch of money either. Cause me and Brent were sharing a room at the wind. And, uh, I said, Hey, I got this buddy. He needs, you know, he's, 
doesn't have any money and he's asleep on your floor. I said, of course, bring him in. You like adopted him. Of course, I just yeah. like a lost lamp. puppy. Like a he, he, like, he, he was he, like a lost puppy, and he yeah, said, he was a little buddy. lost. But it's great, dude. He did my laundry. He <laughs> got my coffee in the morning. Good like, house guest. You know, uh, it was awesome, man. It was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice to have a little, a little butler. Oh boy, why butler. did I ask you to come on the show? This is a horrendous. I want to get into some more poker stuff before we get into all the golf stuff. All right, so you're out there, you're playing, you won the fifty thousand dollar one. Every guy in golf, I would say, is the same way. You can remember like. Your bad beats. Your the I got the worst break on this hole. I made double here. Horrible yeah. bounce. Give me, give me like some of your worst beats on that, the way up, the where thing. you thought you were done. Like the equivalent of like I don't know if I can play golf anymore. Well, I didn't think I was done, but like definitely the worst beat I'd taken. You know, at a young age, I think I was. This is two thousand nine, so I'd been in Vegas for a year, and I was down to seventeen in the main event of the World Series of Poker, and like you know sixty five hundred people, and it's ten thousand dollar buy in, and uh, and. Uh, we're down to 17, and this guy named Steven Beglider, he had, uh, I think he had worked for Lehman Brothers or Bear Stearns, like, previous to, like, the collapse. Finance guy, yeah. Finance guy. And me getting this pot, he's got the Jack Nine of Diamonds, I have pocket aces. And not to get, like, too pokery talk, but anyways, he raises, I re-raise, he calls. It comes Jack Nine Five, and he, and, he, and he cracks my aces. He flops, you know, two pair. And that pot would have put me chip leader with 17 left. Instead, I had like a little tiny bit left. I exited 14th a little bit later. But the worst part about the whole thing was he was like so excited in the moment because it was such a big pot worth so much money. First was like, you know, eight and a half million bucks. He like came up and he like, he was like, nice hand. He like slapped me in my back, like, like very hard. And like, I'm just here. There's like my, my world's fucking crumbled in front of me. And now this guy is, is hitting me, you know, like hard, like hard in the back. And yeah, that was probably my worst beat. Followed by getting hit as well. Yeah. <laughs> followed by getting How'd hit. you handle that? Did you do anything? I mean, I don't no, touch I, me, finance guy. I, I didn't say you anything. I, I, I mean, the hand was like I didn't care about him slapping, but but like it was the cherry on top. But just like losing that hand, you know, it's worth millions of dollars. I didn't have millions of dollars. You know, it's two thousand nine. But yeah, I mean, it, it sucked. But to be fair, silver lining, I did cash for like a bunch of money, like six or seven hundred thousand. It was like a huge bankroll builder, and, and you know, it was all good. Like you know, it, was, it definitely was a. A movement in the right direction, no doubt. The yeah. poker world, wow! The, I, this much bankroll—it's crazy. Yeah. Well, fast forward to 2011. You had a massive year. Mm-hmm. You were Player of the Year. You make it to the no- November nine. I'm curious about this because you ended up finishing third. You went over four million dollars when you. But what's it like for a poker player? Because I feel like it—you go in runs where you get good cards, you get bad cards, and here you are—you're rolling in the main event, and then you got to take time out and come back in November. Yeah. So that was the first year they did it. Yeah. Uh, 2011 was—it was a weird year, man. So online poker had just gotten shut down uh, the year previously from the U.S. government. And, and uh, you know, there's this gray area for a few years. But so the sponsorship dollars had come way down. And they, you know, they wanted to, like, boost, like, viewers and, and, and like, kind of build stories around these characters that make the, the you know, the final nine of the 7,000 people. So their idea was making November 9. It's, you, you, so you finish in July and then two and a half months later or whatever, you play the final nine. I was upset that about it because, you know, like, you know, I, I was good at poker and like these guys, you know, some of them weren't very good at poker. They got lucky and they were there. So now they got two and a half months of study. They got to study my tendencies. They can figure out how to play poker and learn a bunch. Like I've been playing poker for five or six years, two and a half months. Like I wasn't going to learn too much. And, and so obviously it was costing me money, I thought. So for that reason, I like it. But, you know, for, for poker at the time, I think it was probably a good idea, like as a whole, but it, I mean, it was brutal, man, because 
you know, I'm playing for, I think that was like 9.2 million for first place. I'm guaranteed like 700K or something, which was great, but like way big difference. Yeah. So now for two and a half months, like I'm waking up like literally like nightmares, like like me getting aces the first day and get him cracked or something, you know, like I wait two and a half months and then I go there and five minutes later, I'm, I'm walking out, you know, with, with zero dollars. They paid you the ninth place money. So if you get ninth, you don't get any more money. It's over. And I actually went on like a downswing during that two and a half months too. I lost money. So I was like, you know, like sweating it really, really hard. It, it was it was it was rough for sure <laughs> that's the first i've heard it like do you study tape on guys like you know like all right people that i'm about to play they're watching me they know when i look disinterested that means i got a monster or whatever are you doing the same thing i've never even yeah i never mean, even thought about that i mean it's definitely evolved like like you know basketball players and baseball players they watch tape of, of their opponents you know playing to try to figure yeah. out you know solutions for what, Defenses, what they do yeah, yeah of that. course and 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 in poker yeah of course like if i think huh. You watch poker movies and they're like, oh, he's got the tail. If he plays with his wedding ring, he's bluffing or whatever. Like, that doesn't exist. But, like, natural human behavior, you know, will, you know, kind of wear on your face. Like, you can see it. You can see, like, you know, your feet are moving or, or, or you know, just your fidgety or, you know, you look back at your hand a few times. Like, there's different things that, like, naturally humans will do when they're when they're worried. And and so if I can watch Colt play a poker hand where he does the same thing three times and all three times he's bluffing now I have now I have something you know I have a piece of information he doesn't have that I can use against that him. That part's sweet. Yeah. So I wasn't too worried about that because you know like I said before I think I'm very good at like you can do what's called false tells. So I'll yeah. just do the opposite of what you fake. think I would do like when I'm stronger weak and and you know get my desired result whether it be a fold or a call like I want them to continue in the hand or I want them out of the hand. But I was more worried about these guys who just like, you know, they weren't professional poker players. They played their, you know, Sunday game on the weekend with their friends and they were like decent, but they weren't very good. But now they had two and a half months and, and they're very, very financially incentivized to get better. And, and there's, you know, tons of ways to get better. There's, there's, you know, there's books, there's videos, there's online sites, there's all sorts of stuff. Uh, and it's evolved a lot more since then, you know, it's 12 years ago now. Um, so they had two and a half months to get way better and, and I wasn't going to get too much better. I mean, you know, I was... I was already better, you know. So if you sit down with like a table of amateurs, dudes that play poker, but they're not your caliber whatsoever, does it matter how shitty your cards are? Will you win that no matter what? Will you clean that table up? No, 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 not at all. Like the, the cool thing about poker is like over a big enough timeline, over over 100 years, the better player is always going to get the money. Over one year, they're most likely going to win 90 something percent of the time, you know. Over a night, you know, you might win 30, 40% of the time, like, or, or, or more. I don't know. Like, you get like, hot, man. You get good cards. Correct. Good. Yeah. Like, I can't, I, if you just get, if you just flop sets and have aces a bunch or, you know, I make mean, your flushes, make your straights, what like, what am I going to do? You know, especially have a good hand when you have a better hand. Like, you know, over one night, anyone can win. That's, and, and this tournament, you know, and most tournaments in general, like, you know, anyone can win the tournament. That's why it's great. It's, it's open that you can play. If you have the money, you can play almost every, tournament there is you know i would say like chris chris moneymaker is the man who made poker let's talk about his name deal. how, how did I a mean, guy named chris moneymaker that's his that's his god-given name yeah. on his birth certificate he lived 48 years where it was and then before he played the, the main event for the first time name's chris moneymaker won the tournament and he wins yeah and all of a sudden poker blew up and everybody mm -hmm. wanted to play and the the main event just kept getting bigger and bigger, bigger and bigger yeah. um it's wild i mean obviously that gets all the attention but i mean there's a lot more throughout the year that y'all have to do to make money, and the mm -hmm. cash games are where it really gets in. Like, give me some examples of, like, some big cash games you play. Like, what's the buy-in? What's at stake? Is it all on you? Do you have partners? What What's the deal? So yeah, I mean, like sometimes, like I would say the the most the majority of my cash games, like I don't really have partners. Maybe like I'll sell a friend five percent or something. But 
sometimes the games get like gigantic and like you just have to take on partners like games that i can win or lose you know two three million dollars in one night like hmm. you know so what's the buy-in for that Million, uh, I guess no no because you might start with like the, the a lot of the private game scene is like everyone starts with like 50 or 100 and then this guy right here who's the big whale gets stuck 500k and he's like okay the blinds are up now so now like everyone has to buy for 100 or 200 or 400 or whatever and you know sometimes things evolve in, in, in such a way that just the games just get gigantic and and like I don't know like I don't have enough money to you know be losing two or three million in one night you know consecutively like so yeah, you definitely take on partners, and you can make that like a, a good deal, like where I would get a bigger percentage yeah. of my wins uh, than than they would have so, the losses. Like in these big games, when a guy gets stuck like that, is it just okay? He has the cash on him, or do we trust that he's gonna come back and pay his debt? If it's in a casino, in, in general, it's it's you know chips on the table. Mm -hmm. Now now you might have to loan the 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 VIP money or, or whatnot sometimes, which is kind of a weird, tricky situation. If you know the guy, great, but you know obviously I've been burned a lot, and I think most poker players have. There's been times in my life I've been owed more money than I had. Oh. Um, and, you know, you, you, you call these guys. They just bought a brand new Porsche, but, you know, they can't pay you. you so know, what do you maybe do? Maybe next month. What do you do? Like, you got to go break some knees? What do you got to do? Oh, of course. I break you know, every knee. Yeah, I know. You, yeah, that's no, a dumb no, question. No, no one really does that, man. You play like, golf with Tiger Woods? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not the Wild Wild West anymore, unfortunately. You know, like, you know, there's some bad actors out there. And, and you know, they usually just kind of get kicked out of the games. You know, it's it's... You know, you take a businessman who's lost, say, $10 million over five years. They're going to keep inviting him to the private game and, until he doesn't pay. So his easiest way to get out of getting invites is just say, I'm not paying. You know, I lost that last 800000 I'm not paying. Well, now, now I'm definitely not getting invited again. Um, so, you know, it's a tricky situation. Whoever runs the private game is, you know, is usually taking a rake or something. So they're supposed to be responsible for the money, um, which doesn't always work out quickly or at all. But Well, I want to... There's a little parallel, I guess, with golf and poker. And they're like, I feel like celebrities, a lot of them are attracted to it. And they're mm -hmm. like, I play that. I want to go play against the best. Do you get like calls from whatever Hollywood athletes that are just like, you're one of the best players in the mm -hmm. world. I want to test myself against you. That's got to be like the dream because like they suck. I'm going to kill them. But they just want to see how they stack up. Yeah. And, you know, obviously a lot of a lot of a lot of basketball guys, some actors, uh, you know, uh, some other sports guys, you know, they all play poker. And I would say, like, when I was younger, maybe like eight or 10 years ago, you would see a lot of that where, you know, some basketball player was like, I want to play against Ben Lamb or, you know, whoever else. And so you get in there and, you you know, he loses three or four sessions and he gets out of, you know, he's like, okay, I'm done with that, you know. But most of those guys, man, like, there's, there's, a, there's a, one actor I'm thinking of in particular, he's gotten, like, very, very good, like, over the last 10 or 15 years. I mean, these are smart people, very successful in their craft. Who's he good? One, like, you can say funny, the guys that are good. You don't got to say guys? numbers or anything. One of those funny guys, yeah. Can you well, say any little names guy? of like celebs that are he, good? He's not. You're giving him a tall. compliment. He's yeah. not particularly tall. No, it's fine. We know what he's talking about. Yeah, I think he. I, uh, I got a good idea. When we first started playing with him, man, he, this was like 2010 or 11, and no, he wasn't very good. And he's he's a player now, man. He plays good. He's really good. I wouldn't say he's like uh, you know like top pro tier, but like he's he's right under. It. He plays very well. But that's the dream. I gotta feel like that'd be like a guy calling up a tour player and being like, "Hey, I'm a four. I'm getting pretty good at golf. Let's go play straight up." Because there's no handicap in poker. But yeah, but there's luck. There's luck in, in poker. There's no yeah. luck in golf. Like like if me and you play 100 yeah, yeah, rounds, different. you're going to win 100 rounds. Yeah. If me and you play poker 100 times, I'm going to win 74 times or something, you know? Yeah, 73. I'm pretty good. Oh, you might be really nice. <laughs> uh, let's talk about golf a little bit because you've played in some rather high stakes games out there in Vegas. Um, there's one man, fellow poker player, also a rather big deal in Vegas, Bobby Baldwin, mm -hmm. who you spent a lot of time with. And I heard he used to dump truck you pretty good. 
Oh, he, he he tore me apart. Yeah. And, and is he like the first guy you actually started playing like big big action with on the golf course? So yeah, like like I played a lot of golf until I was sixteen or seventeen, and then I didn't really play much. Maybe a couple times a year with my brothers or family, dad, whatever. And I didn't play much until I was like twenty six or twenty seven, and I've been in Vegas for a few years by then. And and we play a hundred bucks a hole, or you know, five hundred bucks a hole maybe. But yeah, I remember the first time I played Bobby. He said he said five a hole. I said uh, yeah, five hundred is fine. He goes no five thousand. <laughs> And I'm like, I never played for that kind of money. You know, I was young, but I want to tell the guy no. I mean, he's, you know, he's an imposing man. Uh, you know, he <laughs> built Vegas more or less. Him and Steve Wynn and a couple other guys. So I, I played him, and and I just won a bunch of money in the. the I got the year I got third in the main, and he took a bunch of it. Yeah, he he kicked my ass, man. We'd go play poker afterwards, and like he's a very good poker player too. But like, he would bring like you know non good poker players. So I won my money back in the poker, but I mean, he absolutely stomped me in golf. Like yeah. it's just like a rite of passage. Like what's a what? Yeah. What was a bad day on the golf course? Like a hundred. Yeah, yeah, we play. We yeah, we either play day. like, you know, like we we pretty quickly got to 10 k a hole, and played primarily ten k hole. He never pressed me when he was down, and when I get down, I'd be like, you know, press, and uh, and he never once pressed me when he was down. But tell yeah. me, because there was one, there's one really good story where a crazy swing happened on eighteen at Shadow Creek. Oh yeah. Uh, it was, it was versus him. Yeah. yeah. We were playing 10 a hole and, uh, and there was a guy and I was actually winning this day. I was winning probably like 60 or 70,000. And there was a guy following us around and he was betting on the side. He's been five hole to start then 10 then 15. And Bobby was going to half shot this hole. And this guy wanted to bet an additional 25,000. And I played poker with this guy and I didn't want to tell him no. I said, okay, but he's going to half shot on 18, that, that par five, five we can get water, there too. Yeah. So I, I, Bang my drive down there, a little fade, and I get down to the bottom of the hill. I got like an eight iron in, and uh, Bobby hits it out left, and he lays up, and I, I I go next, and I hit it to like five feet for eagle, and Bobby hits this to a foot, so he's in for birdie. So I've got thirty five thousand on the hole, the biggest hole I've ever played at the time. And if I make my putt, I win with a three eagle. If I miss my putt, I lose with a four to his three and a half. So now it's seventy thousand dollar putt. <laughs> yep, that's a you know I'm either gonna win thirty five or, or lose thirty five. And I you know I didn't. I had never had a putt this big, you know, one putt. I'd had, you know, 20K putts or whatever, but 70K. I was 27 years old. And uh, I got over the ball, and the, the putter just wouldn't move. I couldn't, I couldn't pull it back. <laughs> it, it we was, laugh, but, dude, it's you true. got 70 racks. I mean, I'm sure you've had it too, man. Like, yeah, dude, you're going to feel different. I, the, the putter weighed 80 pounds. I couldn't move the thing. And I, and I got off the putter, and, and, you know, my caddy, you know, Nick Poloni, you know, Nick, you know, he said, well, you know, we know what the putt does. is inside right. It's five feet. You're going to make it. Just hit it firm. It'll go in. So I go over there, and the same thing happens. And the guy that's betting on the side goes, are you worried? I said, yeah, I am, man. I am. He goes, well, you think you're going to make it? I said, I think I am. It's just putter's not really moving. I get this putter to move. I bet you another 20 you missed. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes, you, well, do you want to bet anything more? And in my mind, you know, it's a five, five-and-a-half-foot putt uphill inside right. Like, I'm a favorite to make this putt. Of course. And, and so as a yeah. poker player, I'm like, fuck Odds yeah, I want to bet more. Favorite, bet yeah. more. He goes, what do you think about another 50? And I, before I could even, like, think about it, I said, yes. So now I've, I've got okay. Now we're, 85. Now we're it's a you know, $170,000 swing, and, you know, this is a lot of money. About 18 minutes later, finally, I'm, I'm ready to putt it. <laughs> Maybe 10 minutes later. And there was a group coming up behind us, so I had to putt it. And, and I did finally putt it. Went in center cup. It was beautiful. Fist pump? What'd you, what do you I don't do know for... if I tiger fist bumped, you know. We weren't friends by then, you know. <laughs> I heard good. it was like 10 minutes it took you to put like what are you doing? just walking 10. around and talking 10, to the caddy man, man yeah, oh my I god just, and you're taking bets but like yeah. what, what what's happening because if I'm the other dude I'm like 
Hit the oh, bro. He's talking, we're he's on the talking, clock. I've been trapping you the whole time. relentlessly. By the way, Bobby this, had already gone in. By the way, Bobby's already inside eating his. He's not even watching. No, he's already inside. He didn't care. You're just on the. You're on the no. honor system. Well, he, you know, because oh, know, he's watching from the chat. He's watching from the clubhouse. Yeah, yeah, he's just like, I'm just gonna go watch. I would have I would have been right there, but like, what's? But he only had he only had ten thousand on it, and you know whatever. But the other guy had all the other. The side action was the big money. And so he was already in there having his Dude, you're on having the clock. his crown and crown and seven, you know. Officially on By the, the way, clock. That's whether it was one hundred twenty thousand, one hundred seventy thousand, or the member guest, it doesn't matter. He just gets nervous, and you need to admit but, that. But but I show up. You do show up. I show up. But the I back shake off, it off. Is a thing. I show. Hey, he hooped that thing with a grizz of cash on the line. Yeah. All I know is, you know, hey, to switch subject a little bit. Yeah, you made it. Good That's putt, clutch. I, I love the the high stakes gambling, but just think, you know, two years ago at the Southern Highlands member guest. The guy riding on the back of our cart, Taylor Montgomery, is most likely going to be Rookie of the Year on the PGA Tour this year. I mean, we basically made him. <laughs> he might win a major this year. He was looping for y'all dumbasses. <laughs> so, yeah, he won, I mean, he won a caddy at He the cleaned time. Ben's he just, balls. Yeah, he did. He cleaned my balls. <laughs> yeah, that, you'll always have him, that on him. Him. Yeah. Do you ever play – you get into all these golf money games, which we're getting into right now. I've heard about gambler's rules in golf where it's like mm. you could have 22 clubs – uh, you can grease your your driver off the tee, Vaseline, chapstick, whatever. Uh, if you find your ball, I don't care if it's out of bounds, whatever, you can play it. Do you have? Are there dudes that play that stuff? Like yes. gamblers' rules? So me and Bobby play gambling's rules. It, not everyone plays them. You got to kind of figure it out. What are the, what are the rules in that? No so, rules. Basically, you don't move the ball unless unless you want to take a shot. Like if your ball's on the car path, it's not a free drop. You play it from there. And if it's in the crack of the car path, you can move it onto another part of the car path. So basically, and it's on, it gets a root of a tree or something. If you're going to hurt yourself, you can move the ball four inches, whatever. But you really can't move the ball unless you want to take a shot. There's no, not really any free drops. There's no sprinkler heads. You can get a drop no, from a cart path? So you can grease path. your clubs, but you can't get a drop from a cart path? Yeah, well, so the rules exist so that, that there's no arguments. If, if mm-hmm. It's very easy. You can't move your ball. You know, now, and, and, if, and, and if you want, you can beg me to move your ball, and I'll come over and I'll move your ball from the crack to the other part of the cart path. Gotcha. I, have to, I have to move your ball. If it's free. You give people a free from the roots of a tree? Yeah, because, I mean, you don't want to break your wrist. You shouldn't hit there. Well, you just, move it, you just move it three inches. You know, you're still, you're still screwed, but, but at least you're okay. not going to break mm-hmm. your wrist or whatever. Tell, talk, let's, go, let's go through the greasing. Okay, so yes, I'm cured yeah. of it for yeah, 10 yeah. years straight. I'm cured. And it, <laughs> 10, it, been, 10, 10 years grease-free. Yeah, it's 10 years grease-free. So grease <laughs> is, commonly for his grease, is, is basically just like Vaseline or chapstick. Yeah. And if you put it on the face of your driver or, or really any club, I mean, it'll go straight, high, long. If you hit like a 30-yard cut, or I guess that's a slice now, it'll be like a five-yard cut, and it'll go high and tower. It doesn't spin. Yeah, it goes straight, Mm -hmm. and it rolls out. And like people will put on their like six irons and seven irons. They land on the green, it rolls through, so it's no good. But I started using grease because Bobby and those guys and everyone in that group was using it. And like we were playing big stakes, and I was just kind of like – we're gambling for this much money, and this thing helps you. It definitely makes golf way easier. Then I was like, I'm gonna use it too. But then you don't like learn how to actually play golf. Like yeah. you're trying to hit every every drive. You're trying to hit with a 30 yard slice, and it goes straightish, and hit as hard as you can. Swing as you can swing every shoes. It doesn't matter. It's gonna go straight. You know, find the fairway mostly. Uh, but when me and him kind of quit gambling all the time, I started playing with other people, and I was playing with Colt. And Colt, you know, was like, what are you doing? And for me, it was like a normal thing. Like, all my golf gamblers use Yeah, I'm grease. greasing my driver, bro. Yeah, like, I'm going to hit a seat. Shine her up, you know? Yeah, what are you doing? Well, here was my argument is, like, he's saying he's a seven or eight or whatever he is, and I'm playing. So he's getting six aside, but he's greasing. And I'm like, Whoa. Yeah, but I was a seven or eight with the grease. That's that's fine. 
If I, if like, I lose the grease, no, 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 I'm a no, no, nine no, no, or a ten. There's no grease, no grease here. And so that was an argument for what it was worth. But I think I made you a better person because of this. Dude, I, 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 like I've gotten much better golf, obviously, in the last 10 years. And like, yeah, man, like I don't think I would have gotten like better with, with this stuff. It's just a crutch. And like, it, it, you really don't learn much about the golf swing using this stuff. Yeah, it's strictly just for gambling yeah. guys that aren't good. Fun. Like I've heard about it. And you can you're play. a lot of money. It's I mean, fun, if you're yeah. playing, if everyone else is doing it, I get it. Then Yeah, yeah you got to do it. And but. you can play 22. I've heard guys that are like. Any amount of clubs you want, whatever they've got, different wedges yeah, for different I stuff. Had, and so back in that time period, I had you know the grease days. I had two sets of golf clubs on my golf cart at Shadow Creek. I had my, my all my golf clubs, and then the other one was all wedges. I had forty six, forty eight, fifty two, every two, every two degrees, two all degrees? the way up to sixty four. Yeah. And me and Nick had gone out there, and we had measured the distances on like an eighty percent swing on all of them. Like it was a real repeatable swing. You know, took it to here, whatever. So if I was you know, 71 yards, I'd use the 64. If I was 77 yards, I'd use the 62 or whatever. And I had, you know, I had probably more than 22 clubs back then. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, I'm reformed. I have no grease. There's, You're there's a currently purist. 15 clubs in my bag, but I take one out before the round. That's fine. You're yeah. a purist. Now. I wish take Brock, out, we play by legit rules. Or have 14 yeah, clubs. This week, yeah. I'm going to be checking I out. Take I don't want to see a chapstick or the near your ass on the, on the wind. Yeah. I don't care how you chapped know, your stories. lips are. I don't want to see chapstick nowhere. I'm not going to name names, but the old school guys, you know, back in the day, in the era much before us, the pro golfers, I mean, there's times where everybody claims, you know, they'd see the players like kind of wipe their driver face Heard across their too. cheek. Yeah. Sunscreen, like, yeah. a little of this, and then, yeah. oh, let me clean up my driver. Um, most nervous person you've ever played golf with, other than Tiger, like because of stakes and everything that's going on. I mean, he, he's, he, he was for sure. I don't yeah, know. he doesn't count. Well, dude, there's like a... the first couple rounds of the MJ, for yeah, sure. That's... Like, I mean, I was, I was, I was frightened. That's the answer. He's a very imposing person. He talks mad shit. Yeah. I don't know if like if you and Phil Ivy because Phil ain't scared to play for some action. He's not a good golfer, but so he'll play for whatever. Doesn't with, he play some weird stuff too? The problem with Phil is like like he he so he won't meet you. Like I, I want to like if the first few times we play, like let's have breakfast, let's hash out our game. Like it might take thirty minutes, it might take an hour. We might not find a game, but he just always meet you on the first tee and just like he just like manhandles me into like this game. And so then by the time of it, like I know I don't have the best of it. I was like fine, a thousand a hole. Like I'm not playing you bigger. Like you have the nuts. I lose my five holes and, you know, see him six months later. Like, I don't know. Phil, Phil he's tough, man. Like, he, he's so tough. He, and it's just there's certain people that I know I'm going to lose money to. Like, if we mess around enough together where we're playing golf or poker or gambling on anything, like, he's going to end up with the money. So I just try not to gamble with the guy. I don't know. But he's so fun to gamble with, too. So, like, whatever. I guess I pay, pay, the, pay the dues. How much money has it saved you with Taylor Montgomery being on tour now and not home every week? A lot, a lot. I mean, <laughs> I, I've been paying his 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 rent for his rent. He lives at home. Well, yeah, you've been paying money. I've been paying Monty's Monty's mortgage. Paying Monty, he comes over. Monty's mortgage. Yeah, to play with Ben again. Yeah. No, he kicked. He's kicked my ass. And, and the the brutal part is he, he like money whips me too. Like even like before, like he, there's no way he had much money, but he'd always want to play bigger than I wanted to play because like I knew I wasn't gonna beat him, but like I liked him so much, like I didn't really care. But then he would like try to like he like press press press. And and I don't know. I mean, he's he's up. Don't you it's, think that's helped him though to grow up there, being around these games, all this? Like he's not. Yeah, he's. I don't think he's like. I think from the time he was super young and just a little kid. I, I remember hearing about him when my buddies went out and played pretty good game. Other guys I, I still, involved out there, and they're like, "There's a kid coming up. He's gonna go to UNLV, and he's really really good at Shadow Creek, and he's yeah. not afraid of the game." 
I remember, he was in way over his head. I remember the first shot he, I saw him hit was a three wood off the tips at 10 at Shadow Creek, and it was a little tiny fade, and it just went through the air in a way I hadn't seen a ball really, you know, go. And I was like, and he was 16, you know, I was like, this kid's going to be good. And we, we played the round, he shot his normal 66 at 16 years old or whatever it was, and, you know, his college career was, was less than spectacular, but... Uh, and he's kicking ass now. I mean, it's awesome to watch. Yeah, he's no, playing it's great. All it's, golf. All it's the cool. Time. I uh, made ten know, cuts in a row as a rookie. Yeah, you're gonna. He, he missed the I big ones. The make twenty East million Lake, dollar cuts. You're gonna you win doing? rookie of the year. Make East Lake. You know, I I think the blow up at the, at the players was that last weekend. It might be. Uh, that's an all timer. Cool. That, that was stuff. That's one in like a few years. We'll have him like, talk about that. But at yeah. the time, like that hurts. I'll text that's him tomorrow. A million dollars. <laughs> that's a that was a, a master's invite. Yeah, that was Masters too. Oh yeah, he would have he would have moved to thirty between thirty fifth and fortieth in the world if he parred the last four. It's still doable, but I he thought they already sent out the Masters for next year. No, mean? so the cutoff. Well, this is going to come out later, There's but the two. cutoff is after the match play. Oh, so yeah. if if he had not done what he did or yeah, win, made those eights, he wins. If he if he would have parred the last four, he played the last four and five over. I think he so the Masters and yeah. a million bucks locked. Yeah, uh, but it was funny. I actually what about Ryder Cup would have had Ryder Cup. Oh, there's more points. Too. Yeah, yeah. But I texted him because NBC's covering the event this week, so I'm not there, and I needed to leave tickets for a friend. So I was just trying to figure out who could leave them. And I figured Taylor doesn't have any friends in Austin. Surely he's not using his tickets. I was like, hey, Taylor, can you leave four tickets for four tickets for a friend? He goes, this is a career-defining moment. You haven't asked me for tickets. I love this. Immediately found somebody else. He's like, don't worry. I don't need shit from you as usual. I can't believe you said that. To him? I know. I can't, I can't believe he said that. Like, yeah. He was mad that you asked for tickets. No, he said, this is awesome that I actually have to help you out. Oh, I yeah. see, I see, I understand, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna owe me one, yeah, yeah. No, f- owe him one. I've done plenty for that kid. Well, he came down here and and worked with you for a week or two, right? Yeah, I've been up to Shadow when I was hurt. Spent a couple of days with him. Yeah. He's good, man. It's, He's uh, It's good. been really cool to see. His short game is is ridiculous. Oh, if he can figure putter, out how to hit his, his putter, is a joke. He's. It's gonna be. Yeah, he drives crazy. it great and putts it great. The other stuffs you can figure out. Yeah. You know, what's the best part about, you know, making all this money? Is it that fine food and wine you get to eat with Shane Sigsby? It's probably just hanging out with you, man. Like, I mean, if, if I had lost all my money playing poker, there's no way you would still hang out with me. Yeah, it's a great point. Actually, actually. You, catch, you catch a cold streak. Yeah, yeah. I'm out. Yeah, you're going to be like, you're going to get did, a new phone. Who this real quick? We played the member guest for the first time at Southern Highlands and we were right in there. We won our flight. But I remember I was getting you know, FaceTime. Shane, you were throughout, beauty, by the way. I mean, Ben was a very nervous golfer. And I'm pretty sure I asked every single member if they needed a partner the next year for it. You hit one top seven iron, and a guy never lets you forget it. You know what I mean? I think I still have the video. We on got my phone. third. We got third. We yeah, had a chance. Right it's there. not that I'm nervous. I'm just I'm very competitive. We were see, down I to the final different. three. You I, are very yeah, competitive. I'm very competitive, and like, you know, like it's hard to get down to three people in a tournament. And like, no, there's no money on the line, whatever. Um, but you know, it's hard to get down to three. Like, I want to win. Like, I want to do everything in my power to win at, at, at all times, and especially, like, deep in something, whether it be a poker tournament or a golf game or whatever. And so, you know, he had slept, I believe, about four or five hours that weekend. You were, you were doing good shape. Total. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I didn't yeah, sleep yeah. the night before yeah. the first round. Oh, I, I felt like I was there. I was good FaceTime. Yeah. I was like, here he comes. So we did. Here. And, like, you we're know, like, I, 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 tried to, I tried to, like, be smart about it. Like, I'd get him, like, real drunk by, like, 7 or 8 p.m. thinking, like, <laughs> by, like, by like 11, like he's going to have to go to bed, you know? Oh, no, 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 no. He, it's he, Vegas, dude. He'd be FaceTiming me at 3 a.m. in the morning, you know, tee offs at 7.50. Finds a way. Yeah. Little bulldog. I mean, as James and all the Randy Headland, all the guys are like, what did you expect was going to happen when you invited him to Vegas to play the member guest? And when you just invite anyone that's yeah. not yeah. Way, from Vegas, way, he, he you just, live there, so it's like it's it's old hat. When you bring other people in, like, this is when I go. 
This is my yeah. the pedals down this week. Well, he's he's pretty much got the 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 fall member guest locked up for the next hell yeah ten years more or less. It is a it is a time we're gonna win. How about my warm up? Can you last think you get year? Taylor back the on the back? Seven irons off the side of the hill by eighteen. Yeah, so we we were teeing <laughs> off. Uh, we were out of it pretty much. We had a chance. Yeah, we, we were going to play. Well, we had to play good. I guess no. We, we, I'm sorry. We were only two back, weren't we? Yeah, we're fine. And uh, you know, tee offs about 8:50 a.m. and here comes cold at 8:43 a.m. Just looks, oh, just you're looks, showing up late. No, I've been I in the locker room. You like just, the back I just that. looks absolutely been in the locker room since eight. Abysmal. I mean, he looks like he's about to die. He looks like he's about to puke in every bush he walks by. And I don't agree with any of this. Story. He grabs a, a like seven this. iron and and like the little like there's a little grass area that no one's ever hit a golf ball from in their life. And right in front of the owner, he drops down two <laughs> brand new balls and hits them into the driving range over the trees. He's, he's skanked we, the first one, striped the second one, and said, "I'm ready." Here we and, go. Uh, and and somehow in between barely being able to stand up, he he hit every fairway pretty much. It was it was impressive. Fairways aren't a problem. It's a good time out there in Vegas, Fairways. Southern Highlands. I still put that out there. If anybody needs a partner, call me. <laughs> still a free right, agent. You with me next still year. Still a free that's agent. No, that, thing's a, that thing's a wrap, I, by I the way. I told Shane's got to bring him. The problem the, is if you two are both in the in the, in Vegas for that same time, like, it's going to be like multiple. No, he can't hang with me in Vegas. Shane's going to need – That's a, not, you've, we've been there He's together. He's a one-night. You night. know the deal. Ask I really, Wayne. really hope you guys show this, some of, Ask the, some of the video from, from – uh, Ask Lil Wayne. All right, let's get to the E9. These things are going so long. All right, we asked this to everyone. Okay. You can be any other person for a day, dead or alive. Who would you be? That's a weird question. You Phil, just kind of hit me with it. Phil Helmuth? Yeah, dude. Think, <laughs> nah, think, think probably deep. not. Probably not. I, I, he wouldn't be a bad bad answer. I'd yes, just like to be. see what was going on in his head. I think I'd only want to be him for like five minutes. Like, that'd be enough. Okay, well, you get a whole day, 24 hours. I get 24 hours? Uh, probably like like Leo in like in like 1999. Or yesterday or yeah. today. Or any day. Like Bieber. Yeah. Like, or... 20 years you know. they all look the same still yeah i guess i guess one of those guys would probably be all right leo yeah, yeah that's know. solid leo. yeah i could see i mean you. our last guest said his grandpa and you just throw out leo well yeah i mean leo would be more fun than that guy's grandpa <laughs> it's true yeah crossword crossword <laughs> what that guy's that grandpa sweet. do that was so cool it's a good place to do a lot of cool things yeah all right give me this because i hear some weird shit out there what's the craziest cheating technique you've heard in poker so yeah, I mean, I got I got cheated for a lot of money actually, uh, 2011, 2012. Um, live like, or is this internet? Online games, yeah. Or no, I'm sorry, like... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Live games, like real, real life games. Okay, that's the one I want. Yeah, we we were playing uh, um, in Santa Barbara, and and these guys had, had like set me up, conned me, like became my friend, and like they got me good, man. They got me for like a million bucks or something. Oh. Um, how? They, well, so I I found out how after the fact. I didn't pay him the last. I've only ever not paid two people in my life. And this was one of them. The other guys were twenty bucks, and this okay, was we'll let that slide. We'll let that skate. They got they got for twenty bucks. Didn't deserve didn't deserve the money either. But anyway, so so they they had had a. I got the dealer drunk and like kind of like you know like got him to share. Like I know they're cheating me. How they cheated me? The guy lied to me. Whatever he told me everything. And uh, yeah, they had a, a device around their thigh that would vibrate. You know, quickly uh, one through seven or whatever to indicate that the tape the seat at the table that was going to have the winning hand. And they had a little oh, camera that would read the side of the deck. You can go on YouTube and you can see all this stuff. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy, man. Like, it, there's so much cheating in private games. You have to be very careful. Uh, the little camera would read the side of the deck and, and would find out once you deal the hand, who's going to have the best hand. So if, if you're the cheater and, and I'm the mark and you know that you're going to beat me in the hand, all you do is not fold. You just 
continue to put money in the pot. You, you might make a straight, you might make a flush, you might make a pair, who knows, but you're going to win the hand versus me. You know you have the best hand and at the table, and you know I have the second best hand at the table. So when I raise, you just call or re-raise or something, and you just keep building the pot. Uh, yeah, and they got me good, man. They got me real good. How does it know? You, how does it know that? So does the dealer have to be in on it? Yeah. So well, they yeah. can see the cards or however they know. Yeah. Otherwise, there's how been, can you know what cards everyone? Well, has? so there's like the camera on the on the table. It might be something like this. It might be like it looks like a set of keys for your Audi or something else. And it just you know it takes like 0.4 seconds or something uh, to read the side of the deck. There's a little tiny like basically like a barcode on the side of the deck that you can't see with your eyes. The camera picks it up. And, so did and, you just finally realize like this guy well, were you no just business getting, being in the hand? Yeah, yeah like like yeah. so they weren't smart about it. Like thank God they weren't smart about it. They they would just play pots like that didn't make sense. Like yeah. they would you know call forty thousand before the flop with some you know like bottom five percent hand and, gotcha. and 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 hadn't played a pot for like fifteen hands before that. Mm -hmm. And now they want to play you know this this piece of garbage Four, hand. Four seven off and they're gonna make a straight. We're up. playing PLO, but the, oh, the equivalent gotcha. yeah. of like yeah. you know like Jack three offsuit or something mm -hmm. you know and they just folded forever. God, yeah. That's wild. Damn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Next one. Um, best hole-in-one story, or maybe most profitable hole-in-one story for you. Two hole-in-ones, and they're both kind of funny, so I'm going to tell them both. Okay. Well, the first one's pretty quick. The first one, I, I played golf with a guy named Eric Blair. He's a poker player out in Vegas, and I'd probably played 20 rounds with him. We never had a hole-in-one bet in our life. On the second par three of the day, he turns to me and says, do you want a hole-in-one bet? And he lays me 10000 or 5000 He's like a scratch. So that's our 82nd par three we've ever played, and the first time we've had a hole one bet. And I thinned a wedge right in the hole. About a, no groove, about a groove thin. That's beautiful. About a groove thin. And gotcha. I've been, I've been hustling you this whole yeah. time. I've been just <laughs> Everyone wasn't even trying to make them before this. Yeah, dude. It's and hard then, to look as bad as I have for the last 81. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, 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 the other one's more recent. It was number 12 at Cascada. That was seven at Las Vegas Country. Then 12 at Cascada. Uh, we, me and like my like, best friends like keith reggie rory you know reggie reggie, reggie. His name's reggie, uh, reggie. we were playing a four-on-four four scramble against these other guys and we were playing pretty big we were playing like it was twenty thousand a hole by this point we started at 10 for Is the this team per man or team for the team, team for the team uh so then we we're at twenty thousand hole eagles are double because we we're playing a scramble so it's hard to make you know birdies or everyone making a birdie whatever four on four scramble and we were down like 50 or sixty thousand when we pressed so now we're down like three holes, like whatever. And it's a par three. It was 171 yards uphill into the wind. I hit like, Retchy hit his to like five feet. So like I knew our birdie was locked up. So I'm like, oh, I'm trying to make it whatever. And so like, I kind of hit a shot I wouldn't normally try to hit. Like I was purely trying to make the, make the ball. So I tried to hit like a low punch seven iron draw, which I'm not a good enough golfer to do right that. Right off the electrical box. Yeah, no, no electrical box on this hole, thankfully. And it just went, it went right at the hole. It, it, perfect shot. Like I hit it, like as my first hole one, thin, no doubt. Wasn't a very good shot. This one, I hit the exact shot I was trying to hit. We couldn't quite see if it was going in. And, and we walk up there and we, we see Retchie's ball and Keith's ball way over here. And there's no ball. And I'm like, it's in the fucking hole. It's in the hole. We had made hole in one bets on the turn. We did not have them on the front nine. And I bet like 60,000 this guy, 30,000 this guy, and 20,000 this guy. And just hoop it. Two holes later. These are some timely aces. No kidding. Timely. I, I've if never, I didn't know any I've better. Your thigh vibrating some, right yeah, before you exactly. hit the shot. I was going to say you had some <laughs> shit strapped to I, I have never not considered myself a very lucky person. And yes, yes, this is, these are some timely aces. But the greatest part about it was obviously I made, made a you know, shit ton of money on the shot. Because now, now eagles get doubled as well, so that's an extra 40K. It's an eagle. But 
you know, like like being with my best friends and like normally if I make a whole one, they're getting a bill. But like they all made money with me. And like that was it was just like made the moment like that much purer. Damn, it's that's just nice. normal yeah. normal gambling yeah. stories. Pretty typical. Every, it's a little different than when you make Saturday it at your game. local club for your five dollar home. Yeah, I had to club. buy my, I had to buy a Jimmy a beer. Yeah, <laughs> a little different. Uh the dinner was expensive that night and I got the bill. Don't worry. Um all right, where do I go here? All right, give me the one guy in poker, golf, or both combined that you've won the most from in your life. You don't have to give a number, but who's like your punching bag? I'm not answering that fucking question. You're crazy. You don't got a guy? Yeah. If I leave. had if I had this punching bag and I said his name, do you think he'd play me ever? It year? might piss him off and be like, I'm gonna yeah, change that. And he for sure listens to this. You know what I mean? This is the tells that I'm talking you, you know about this. A little reverse psych. You know, maybe Taylor Montgomery maybe comes in Ple- there. Ple- not Taylor. Just say Taylor. Monty. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, T- Taylor Montgomery might have the highest winning percentage versus me. I mean, like he, I would hope you so. know what he tries to give me? What? This is great. And I hope you really listen to this part because it's shameful. What do you think Taylor should give me? What do I think he should get you? Yeah. Uh, probably seven and a half a side. Okay. Ooh. He tries to give me like five and a half or six. And and that's not, seven, and by eight, the way, I, can, eight, I can't beat yeah. him at seven and a half a side. There's Depends. no way. Seven and a half a side? At shadow. You... I shoot 82 every day. Okay. Yeah, well, but that's yeah. Minus I mean, 15. you're in the ballpark, dude. He's got to shoot 67. Dude. I mean, it's pretty good. That's not uh, every day. I mean, he's just it's probably close to every day. I, I've seen him shoot way more 60s and 70s. Way more. Yeah, I mean, he's dominant. Well, we're playing but Shadow in Southern Islands, you know, like 67s. Like, if well, you now shoot... he's got money. Maybe he'll loosen up and give you a few more strokes. I doubt it, man. I think he's gonna die with all that money. <laughs> he's I so red. You gotta love how, how redneck the Montgomery is. Montgomerys are. He wins all this money. He makes all this money. Now he's rich. You know, millionaire now. You know what he buys? His first big expensive purchase. Please, we can't wait. He buys a, a machine. It's like fifteen thousand dollars that fills bullets that you can make your own bullets with. Great. Yeah. That's, all we need. that's, that's the useful. most redneck thing I've ever yeah, heard. That's, that's useful. well, that leads perfectly into my next question. What's the dumbest thing you've ever bought? <laughs> I bought a lot of dumb things. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We had, we had one session. I, I won a bunch of money. This was uh, this was actually the year of 2011, so I was, I was kicking ass in cash too, and I'd played. I sold a, a friend of mine. I didn't think the game was gonna be very big. I sold a friend of mine 10 percent. We'd gone to lunch, and I played for like 35 hours. And straight, I'd, yeah. Oh my god! I like like we started at like you know 3 p.m. and I went to like 10 p.m. the next day or something. I'm getting the time wrong because it was in the morning when I quit around noon or one, and I said, "Come pick me up. I can't drive. I'm too tired." He said, how'd you do? I said, I broke about even. So he gets there and I hand him like his share, which was like $84,000 or something like for his 10%. Like I've had fucking monster session. Like one of my, like to that day, to the day was my biggest winning session. And I said, I want you to drive me to the jet ski store. And I went and bought $52,000 in jet skis, about four of them. Nice. I never owned anything. I didn't. I didn't know anything about the lake. I was just like, I want four jet skis. You didn't even go to the lake. Yeah. Where the hell is the lake? Is that the one with all the lake bodies? Me, dude, with all nice. the bodies yeah. in it. They're finding. Yeah. I bought right a now? boat later on. Like I had some fun at Lake Mead. Lake Mead's fun. A lot of bodies there. Yeah. Yeah. Take me say. to the it jet is. ski store. <laughs> Jesus. That's God. Right. And I need four. You should meet my old caddy. I, I, I need four. No, I start with two. One runs out of gas. I got two fast ones and two slow ones. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Ones for cruising. Ones for speed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What would be hard? Speaking of dumb shit, you buy. What would be harder for you to give up? Gambling on the golf course forever, or Louis Vuitton? <laughs> you love both. To to be fair, I do like Louis, but like I think I only wear it around you because it's become a thing. I know. Like, I don't like, wear Louis Vuitton that's our every thing, day. Dude. But like when I see you, I was actually pissed when you showed up. I, know, I was like, what I know, are you I know. doing? I was dude? in Cabo. You don't bring the Louis to Cabo, but 
But you know, I, I just wear it around you now because you, you, it's our thing. Yeah, if I don't it's see the thing. checkers, I'm like, what's he even do? He's not even trying. I, I'm aware. He's I'm not aware, even yeah. trying. Um, no, I give up Louis ten times before I. I mean, it's gambling. It's still a hit. I, I wouldn't even want to play Half golf your closet's gone. The Louis jacket at Aria, all time. If we yeah, have to that was Lil Wayne that. night. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Shout out Lil Wayne. But you, you can't play poker for no money. You can't golf for no money, in my opinion. Like. Yeah, you gotta have something on the line, and it doesn't have to be a big number. You gotta have something on the line, you know. So at least you can talk shit after the round when they pay you. you it's know, whether it's fifty bucks or more. Borderline impossible to play golf, but let's just go play. Yeah, it's no fun. What are we doing? All right, Someone's next one. Gotta hurt. Obviously, when you first started, online poker was a really big deal. Mm -hmm. A lot of action going on. Have you broken more golf clubs or computer screens? It's not really even close. Um, I don't think I've ever broken a golf club, <laughs> and and I not computer screens. Maybe hmm. one computer screen I think I broke on accident, but but I watched you break one. I break one on accident. You watched me break at one at the win. You punched your hand through the your laptop. That's accident. You get a little twitch. Yeah, just a little, little twitch. You That's know? just a little muscle spasm. The, the mouse is is what breaks the most. Um, you know, I, I play basically no online poker nowadays, but the mouse. You know, maybe they're made poorly back then, but you know, you lose a hand and you just you just slam it on the table. You know, well, those mouths can only take so many slams. You know, and they get harder and harder. You know, it, what's crazy about it is like I can lose a giant pot in a live setting at a casino, and like I just kind of like laugh it off, and you know, next hand. But like if I lose like a pot like a fifth as big online, like for some reason, like there's just some guy there I don't know. He's from Russia, and and he and he's faceless, and and he just have this name, and I, for yeah, some reason. I've hated this man, you know, because he's beat me a few pots. And with all the scams in the world, with technology and everything, like, I, I just don't get how y'all ever trusted online poker. Online poker back in the day was, like, for sure, like, very trustworthy. And, and and as it's become more, like, decentralized and it's, like, a bunch of app games and, like, ran by, you know, like, you just, you know, 30 people want to play poker and you run out, you set up a little club and they play poker on it. Like, some of those are very good and some of those are very, you know, untrustworthy for sure. And, and. That's not the only reason I don't prefer to play online, but it's it's definitely helps. Like uh, online's boring at this point. I don't really enjoy it too much. You know, as soon as I start playing, I just kind of I'm ADD and I don't really care what's going on. But live, like you're at least socializing, you're talking to people, and and I think that's like a very big thing about about poker is like the social aspect is huge, especially for me. Yeah, so uh, online's not a no go. So the answer was computer parts, I guess. Mouse. I yeah, guess. mouses. Yeah. We should make a new. We should make a new mouse. It's like an indestructible mouse. mouse. Yeah, Let's mouse. do that. We own that. Mm -hmm. That's patented right now. Now you're gonna break your desk. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, made of steel or something. Um. All right. Next question for me. Um. Do you think that when you buy a Lambo, it should come with a fuel gauge? That well, should be included. It, it, with can, the, it has with a, the land, it has don't a, you think? It has a fuel gauge. To be fair. Yeah. So. The, but it's visible. The story you're bringing up is I. Yeah. I Ran out of gas on my first tank, so yeah. they, you know came with the tank, and I ran out of gas my first tank. It, it like so like the normal cars I drive are like German cars, or whatever they have like you know it yells at you and there's lights blinking like go get gas. And the Italians don't do it that way. I don't know. There's just like one little like yellow light and and, and then it, you're out of gas and uh, it's bullshit. Yeah, it, it, yeah, you really should fix that. I agree. Time to get a so new where'd one. you run out of you gas? You just traded in at that point. In my neighborhood, thank you. Oh, at least in your neighborhood. I had Steve Yeager come by with a gas tank. It was great. Yeah, yeah we got the picture. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm, thank First you. tank. First no, tank. Another great purchase, by the way. Those appreciate. Probably, those appreciate. You know, the, the the jet skis I sold five years later for nothing. This this I can maybe make money on. Okay. Yeah. Appreciating assets, Lambos. They can be. Yeah, if you get them MSRP. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. We should look All into right, that. Last question. 
Have you ever threatened to beat up a baby? This is a question you ask everyone. No, oh, no, this, this is, is you. you're this specifically is, asking me. You ever threatened to custom. beat up a baby? Not that I remember. Have I? What about the yeah, baby? Yeah, we were there. What about baby? What about the baby? <laughs> <laughs> what about the baby? The baby. <laughs> the baby. The baby. He's a Not, baby. He, he, yeah. Well, the, we worded that. The a gentleman little. in in we were discussing is is thirty four years old. Yeah. <laughs> His He's nickname grown. is The Baby. Yeah. <laughs> and I love The Baby. And me and The Baby have been friends for many years. But that night, he was a little out of hand. And yeah, maybe I threatened to beat him up or something. Dude, that was... I was talking to somebody else, and I started, get the fuck away from me, baby. <laughs> Dude, you like, said baby. It was like, ba-. you said it before and at the end of every series. Like, baby, I'm going to fucking kill you, baby. I was like, this sounds like a bad Bieber song. <laughs> this is the worst thing I've ever Dude, heard. COVID had just started. We didn't know what it was. He kept drinking my drink. And like he was just so annoyingly drunk. I had two drinks. He's so annoyingly drunk. I'm just yelling at this kid, get the fuck away from me, baby. No, you're like, baby, get the... Yeah, you said baby 72. So I was like, dude, know he that, knows that, his name that this by guy, now. Joseph Chong, is the baby. We know who you're talking it, about. It, it looked bad. It looks like he's like my boyfriend. Like, baby, I'm like, baby. a spousal you know, fight here. Domestic dispute over yeah. here. Baby, baby, baby get guys. the fuck away from me, baby. I was like, God, I, he knows who you're talking... You're the only good, You're the only guy yelling at him. Oh, <laughs> he knows who you're He's the baby. He's Joe the baby. That was Louis V night. You guys are legend. That was a big night. Big night. Child abuse, if anyone just had audio of that. They would have been like, "This is a problem." That was the night you're gonna beat up a baby. Ari, you know, they were like, "All right, you have to leave." And then, like, I fought to not get kicked out. I was two drinks deep, and I was about to leave anyways. It wasn't. It was not the Louis night. It was a different night. Oh, I was there for it, and it was weird. And then once I fought to not get kicked out, I was like, "Well, screw it." Like now, I gotta go. You know, and I gotta stay and have you know. I gotta have a night. Yeah, might as well. Might have been Louis. Might as well. You got child abuse coming. Benba, it's (laughs) been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, you, bro. Glad to finally get here. Yeah. All right, well, that was the wild man, Ben Lamb, joining us on Subpar. Sleaze, that is a different lifestyle, my man. I mean, just living and dying every day, gambling. I can't imagine going through that. My heart can't handle that. Yeah, that's a, that's a different ballgame. I do think I would adapt quickly to the sleeping schedule. I don't think old Bimba gets up before about 10 a.m. a whole lot of the time, so I think I would gravitate towards that quickly. Dude, we talked a good bit about it, but the him playing with Tiger at Riv, First thing in the morning, freezing balls cold. Worst situation imaginable for him. And then shooting a 1,000 with our boys out there, basically video documenting every shot. The one shot that went off the shitter or the trash can or whatever it was and went backwards. I was like, we're, <laughs> we're trying to get Tiger back playing golf. We put him out here with Lamb. was bouncing it off of porta-potties and shit. We got to give him a better re-entry into the game than this. But, man, he's a beautiful dude. He is, is He's really, really good at what he does, and he loves some golf. And uh, loves the fire, man. But that's just cool to get a peek behind the curtain of kind of, I mean, how you start doing that and become what he's become. How about this one since happened? Um, since It happened since we filmed this show. But he was recently playing at Madison Club with a guy. Big stakes. I believe it was $30,000 Nassau, which ended up getting much yeah. more. Uh, ben, the second day, ends up closing the guy out on 17. So 18 doesn't even matter. The guy's like, let's just play. I'm done. All this. The guy hits it to like three feet for birdie on 18. He's like, just write me down for a birdie. Ben goes, would you take 40 to one on it? And he goes, I'd take 30 to one. He goes, all right, thousand. The guy's like, deal. Gets over the putt, standing there for like 10 seconds, backs off, looks at him. He goes, you triple it, I'll putt it one-handed. Ben yes. Goes, so 3,000 for 90 now. This is the kind of shit they do. It's, it's absolutely this is a quick $90,000 nothing burger hole. Another guy chimes in. He goes, I'll throw 2000 on it. So now all of a sudden, this guy's got a three-footer for $150,000 one handed Okay? Okay. He goes, 
Ben said he backed off a couple times, got over it, pulls the trigger, wiped the shit out of it, caught the very right side of the hole, went all the way around and ended up going in. Oh, my God. It went in? Yeah. I'm like, God, can you imagine? I mean, he won five grand, which he just won back three yeah. grand. From but I'm like, $150,000 one-handed three-footer. That seems not worth it also, by the way. Just for me, gonna go out on a limb and say the guy doesn't affect his life if he uh, if he misses that thing, but that's a lot there. So yeah, shout out Bimba. He can go get another Lambo that he doesn't know how to put gas in and do it, break that thing down quickly, um, and buy some more Louis V, which he loves. I was sweating just listening to the story he was telling me. Like my God, I mean, I I don't know if I can handle that. Should we go in or should we play one more? Ah, let's just play one more. Okay. Oh. Three footer for 150. Nice. Normal stuff. Normal, normal dude stuff. That one was a lot of fun, man. I, I enjoyed that. It's a little different than we normally go. So it was fun sitting down with Ben Lamb. But it's time to tee it up on FanDuel this PGA Tour season. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. We've got a massive field this week at the Wells Fargo Championship out in Charlotte, Quail Hollow Club. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be looking at some top 20s, some head to heads. Uh, overall winners, whatever you want. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the golf action. Download the app and make sure you use code SUBPAR when signing up. And let's get amongst it, sleaze. See if we can keep this little bit of heater running. I think this week was obviously a lot of chalk. This week could be a little different. We've got uh, Roy McElroy is making his return. I know Scotty Scheffler. I believe John Rahm are taking the week off to rest up a little bit. But other than that, the field is absolutely loaded. So let's get to it. I'm going to let you do the honors um, as I scroll back to the odds real quick. Uh, who you like this week? I'm going to give you a guy I've been banging the drum for for forever. Keep talking about how he's not only going to win, he's going to win a ton of times. He's going to win monster events. Eventually, if I keep saying it, I'm going to speak it into existence. It's going to happen. Give me Cam Young, 21 to 1. Like you said, great field, so you're still getting good odds on him here. But he was runner-up here last year. He plays so well on the toughest venues. Look at his major championship record. I feel like the tougher the setup, the more it emphasizes tee to green, ball striking, the harder it can get, the better for Cam Young. Um, I just think it's coming, and I think this is a great place to do it. We've seen a lot of careers launched, you know, big wins at um, Quail Hollow, and I think he'll be next up. So give me Cam Young 21 to 1, man. I'm going to keep saying it till it happens. I, I, okay, I like that. And I actually liked him a lot. He was kind of who I'd circled, but you said you wanted him. So I'm going to let you have him. I'm going to go with two guys who are both making a massive comeback in their careers, and I think one of them is going to win very soon. One of them has one on this golf course, and he's my dark horse. It's not a very big dark horse, but I'll get to that in a second. For my favorite, 28-1, to 1, great value, playing some really good golf. Just needs to put all four days together, Jason Day. Okay. Love, love the work he's doing with Chris Como. It's a big golf course. I feel like it sets up very well for him. My dark horse, he's only 41-1. to 1. But this is where he broke out on the scene, beat Roy McIlroy in a playoff. I'm going Ricky Fowler. God, I think that's – I honestly think that's coming too, man. It's getting good. It's getting – you've seen a lot of high finishes up there going back to a place with good memories. I like that pick. I'm going down the board a little further, although I feel like this is this is really good value for this guy. Keith Mitchell going off at 70-1. to 1, Okay, that's a lot. He's got two top tens in his last three at this joint, right? He just got in the mix at the Zurich with his boy, Sungjae, and I feel like another good golf course for Keith. Smashes it off the tee. Ball striking's great. Uh, big venue. That's kind of the place that I, you know, Honda kind of fits that same, you know, where he's won there before. That's a tough tee to green golf course. Give me Keith Mitchell at 70 to 1. All right, I like it. 
Stay tuned for some of our parlays later this week. We also have some all-in-one props, matchups. You never know. Make sure you go to FanDuel.com slash subpar and sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash subpar to get a $150 in bonus bets. Win or lose, and when you win, you get paid instantly. FanDuel, official betting operator of the PGA Tour. FanDuel, official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Must be 21 years and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369 in New York. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, or Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana or www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-800-F-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. All right, my man, be safe over there in the riots in Paris. Come home. We need you back in America. That's gonna do it for us. Oh, the wait. Give me the give me the phrase again in French. I need I gotta write it down. How I say it? Je me touche. Je me touche. Je me touche. I'm gonna be tossing that around like Halloween candy. Very simple. When when I think about you, je me touche. Oh, is that how you learned it? That's how I learned it. <laughs> I'm gonna be touching myself all over Paris, bud. Pray for me. All right. Hasta luego. Buongiorno. We'll talk to you next week on Golf Sub Bar.